Hi there, before we start, if you're new to our show, thank you so much for tuning into our program and we hope you'll stay with us for a very long time. And if you're a regular listener, thank you so much for your continuous support throughout this period of uncertainty. We're really grateful for all your kind words and encouragement. You really help this podcast to gain a great exposure as our mission is to center the perspectives of the people who look like us and as women and people who are marginalized historically to the sideline of conversation. So if you haven't already, we encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Omni, Apple and Google or Spotify. Leave us a rating and a review. And if you'd like to support us, please head to Buy Me Coffee page to make a donation, which will help us to continue the intersectionality of the podcast industry. Hey y'all, this is Jessie. Hi, this is Helen. And we are Asian Bitches Down Under. And this is the second week of the school holidays here in Sydney, uh, New South Wales. And, yes. you know, fun times for every parent. <laughs> Helen. Um, every school holiday is like a total meltdown for Helen. Yeah, because I've got this, like, unspoken rule. I don't know why I want to tidy up my daughter's room, like, at the end of the school turn. So Hell, it's called, like- fam- it's called background trauma. It's called, that's what your mum always made you do. <laughs> yeah, our mum makes us do clean up after a turn, school turn. But I want to like kind of clear out her stuff and yeah. see if those if there are um, kids' clothes that she can't wear anymore, then I have to... Donate it. Donate it or give it to her cousins or things like that. And every time that I text you guys, it will be, I'm having a stroke again because yeah. I will find tons of stuff underneath her bed. Yeah, yeah, like uh, old sandwiches. <laughs> oh, not so much sandwiches, but just missing socks, underwear, crumple up panties. I've you know? got, yeah, like I've, got, I've got to say, I thought you said crumpled up panties. <laughs> no, paintings, Pan- Helen said paintings. Pa- paintings. paintings yeah, this is yeah. a nine-year-old girl we're talking about. <laughs> not that nine-year-old girls don't wear panties. Um, let's move on. <laughs> um, well, you know, I, I remember when I was a kid, Mm. I mean, even as an adult, you find sh- random shit under your bed. Pens, yeah. post-it notes, one sock, um, hairbands, yeah, uh, bubby pins, yeah. like a, a discarded notebook. It's just the most yeah. random stuff, like sticky tape. Blue tack. Blue tack, yeah, yeah. Just the most everything. random thing. The miscellaneous yeah. things you don't really know what to do with, you know? Yeah, you just stuff it underneath. But also, isn't it coming on to spring now? So, you know, it's like spring cleaning, Helen, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We, we're doing spring cleaning and just try to get rid of the things that we don't need anymore. Or a lot of books. Uh, we've got yeah, a yeah. lot of books in our household. Yeah, you do. You do. Yeah, and a lot of, things, a lot of books that she doesn't read anymore. Those... Right, you know, maybe right. Preschoolers, is it something you can give books. to give to her cousins who are younger? Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking that, and a lot of Chinese books as well. That yeah. I don't even read myself. I don't even know yeah. why I bought her so many books. <laughs> Sometimes it's just for display. I think. No, I, I disagree. You, you are a very reading household. Like you guys are all very yeah. Like, my kids are into really reading. Into reading, yeah. Well, apart from that, this school holidays we've been to a couple of library events. We went to Bouldering. I went ice skating with her yesterday. That yeah, and Helen took, yeah, and Helen took. Yeah, Helen. Helen took a a, 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 a video of uh, her daughter getting <laughs> angry at her for taking videos. <laughs> yeah. I was like, she's becoming a teenager. Yeah, mom. She just, no, she's exasper- so frustrated. Exacerbated. Exacerbated. <laughs> yeah. And she just skates away from me. Like, yeah. I don't want to be with you. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, and also we went to Burwood Chinatown earlier this yeah, week. Yeah, we had a hangout, well. which was yeah. great. Yeah, because Helen and I live very far away from each other, so it's always nice to meet somewhere. Although she came to my end of the hoods, mm. my end of the hood. Um, Burwood's only like 10, 10 11 10, minutes drive yeah, from where so I close. live, so I'm very lucky. And uh, we discovered this new kind of complex building yeah, situation, complex. food court situation, <laughs> not shit, sorry, food court situation in Burwood. It's on Burwood Road and you go in and it feels like you're in some sort of like Asia. Night, a, night, in- my, yeah, sort of night, oh. night market uh, mm. sort of a, a, ambience. Um, in anywhere in Asia, it's kind of like the situation that Chatswood has, you know, like on Chatswood Westfield. There's like yeah, a but I feel like underground. Chatswood is very. Oh, there, there is an alley in Chatswood. Yeah, the alley. That's yeah, what it the reminded alley me in of. Chatswood, the alley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, but I think this this place in Burwood it's a bit more nicely authentic. decorated. Yeah, and it's I more it's... um authentic with all the like bright lights. Yeah, the neon lights. And, and the... also the food is way more genuinely Asian. Like honestly, I really thought mm. I was in Taiwan. Like mm. the food is genuinely genuinely like like you're like in like Southeast food Asia. stores you would yeah. find in Taiwan. Yep, it's amazing. Yeah. Whereas like I feel like in Chatswood the alleyway is like um, kind of um, westernized Asian food, oh, yeah. you know? That's what I feel, yeah. Yeah. The thing is that I don't see any, like, western cafes in... I mean, there are western cafes in Burwood. I feel like they're more... What's the word? Asianized? Yeah, I was going to say Asianized as well, but yeah. I don't think that's yeah. a proper word. Well, we've yeah. just made it up. Yeah, so there there was a lot of eateries. Um, there are a lot of bubble tea joints. Yeah, um, so many. Pastry stores. So many amazing yeah. dessert pastry stores, which Helen Helen bought yeah, a couple bought of a couple. like genuinely amazing yeah. pastries. And we had, um, what did we eat? We had rice noodles. We had Chinese rice noodles. noodles, yeah. That was amazing. Oh, I finished yeah. the whole bowl, which I never do. Yeah, like I, 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 I never ever finish an entire meal when I eat out. I just yeah. my stomach is too small. But that that day, because I think I skipped. No, I only had a smoothie for breakfast. Uh-huh. So um, so yeah, I finished yeah, my the whole bowl. Thin rice noodle that was really nice. So delicious. Yeah. And then afterwards we had um, dessert, which was to- um, tofu, dohua, yeah. Yeah, 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 um, tofu with like. The most amazing taro balls I have ever had in my entire life. Oh my god! It was like warm. It was like yeah. it melted in your mouth. It's authentic. It tastes oh exactly god, like the amazing. ones in Taiwan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was incredible. It's not those like frozen ones. That's just yeah, like hard yeah, exactly, inside. exactly. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Burwood. <laughs> thank you, Burwood. Thank you, Asian people. <laughs> the moment that you step into the the plaza, just was like. Oh, we're with I'm our with, own people. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I feel safe, safe space. Everyone looks like me, safe. I can let my guard down. Yeah, it was so lovely. It was really, really lovely. Yeah, it was a really nice place. And then I, and then we shopped at a, a sort of Asian beauty store. Oh yes, and you then did. I got yeah, I got some like uh, like white like um white. It's called whitening cream, but really it's just like helps you get rid of blemishes. And it was quite expensive. And Helen, I googled it afterwards when I went uh-huh. home, and it's actually a Shiseido branch. Oh, yeah. So that's okay. why it's so expensive. Shiseido mm. is like a brand of cosmetics that's famous. I think it's Korean or Chinese. No, no, no. What is it's it? Japanese. Shiseido oh, it's Japanese. Japanese. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I remember our mother used to always buy Shiseido from. Duty free, remember? Yeah, duty free. Yeah, but now mum just uses Nivea and she's like, yeah, it does does the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. And our mum's skin is like flawless. So I'm like, she's got perfect skin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of problems with the word whitening in the skincare. Oh, yeah. We're not going to that. So many podcast episodes on that. (laughs) The problematic, yeah, like whitening creams in Asia. Um, so this morning I dropped off my daughter for a woodwind workshop. Woodwind so, workshop? Yeah, Woohoo. She plays uh, yeah, I hope she makes friends with bassoonists. Bassoon <laughs> players are awesome. Um, it's so funny because when we when we arrived, I was expecting would be like maybe half of boys and half girls. Yeah, but it yeah. turned out to be all girls. Oh, interesting. It turned out interesting. to be all girls and then immediately my daughter says that oh it's going to be a fun day like she said yeah, it's going to be f- i think it's like the sense of safety yeah camaraderie yeah around girls yeah around girls i mean yeah. helen even when like it's i i don't know <laughs> if this is wrong to say but even when i go to a yoga class uh-huh. and i'm an adult i'm an adult in my 30s and like there's a, and it's just all women uh-huh. Um, it's a different feeling to when like I go into a yoga class and there's like one guy like even if it's a gay guy uh-huh. or, actually I feel safer around gay men than straight men but like um, even if it's a guy a couple of guys like even the presence of just one man changes uh-huh. the whole atmosphere of the room yeah, and I'm yeah, not yeah. blaming the guy I'm not blaming the guy it's just my own personal sense of like there's just the safety that I feel the when it's just all women socially Seriously. constructed subconsciousness that we Seriously. have oh, yeah, be, just, it's imbued <laughs> yeah. yeah 
Yeah, so she's like, oh yeah, it's gonna be a fun day. She she was a bit nervous because she didn't know anyone. Oh, but then her teacher cute. was there. That's cute. Her teacher's okay. there, so she'll be fine. That that is pretty yeah. terrifying if you just don't know don't know anyone. Yeah. Because when yeah. I played the violin and did all these like. Like when I was growing up playing the violin, music camp. I did so many music camps and ensembles and like community, like a, th- a th- like so seriously thousands mm-hmm. every year. And I think um, I felt safe when my brother came with me. I mean, my brother's mm. a guy, so it's yeah, different. <laughs> but like, um, I always had someone with me. Yeah, but if I was by myself, someone. I would it's a bit nerve wracking. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally, especially yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I would be anxious about Especially that. Especially when you're at, the, like, a different environment. It's at the school that she'd never been to before. Well, so. What was it? Um, it's a Catholic. Central Coast Grammar? No, no, no. Oh, a, okay. I don't think it's a private school, but it's, like, a okay. Catholic school. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, but it's and what, a huge what was campus. The, yeah. What was the, um, what were the other kids like around, oh, there's around a her mix. age? Yeah, they are mostly older than her. Oh, but okay. what I found interesting is that, I don't know, it's because it's, the music sort of activity, there's a mixture of ethnicities. You see a couple nice. of Asian kids. You yeah, see a couple yeah. of, there are kids like her like who are mixed, yeah, know, biracial. Yeah, and there's kids like um, South Asian. So it's a, very, a bit more um, diverse group of yeah. students. Yeah. yeah, not like usually if we go to like swimming or. Um, sports sort of, yeah or sports, sports activities sports are very white yeah, up on the yeah. coast yeah yeah i mean it's part of the culture kind of mm. the lifestyle you know um yeah. i you know how you were saying most of these girl most of these students are girls doing in the woodwind band camp mm. i was thinking probably the boys are doing brass instruments <laughs> i don't know i just feel <laughs> like strange. Um, different kind of <laughs> instruments are it's definitely gendered yeah, it's definitely gender. Yeah, it's definitely. I find gendered. that very interesting. Yeah. yeah, but what I found also fascinating is yeah. that why do we always grow up with a sense of female friendship gets really complicated when you reach teenage years? I don't know if you experienced this, but mm. I had. I wouldn't say complicated, but girls become like literally mean mean girls. I you think know, the, um, the movies. Yeah, I think yeah. because they. Um, I mean, there are. Plenty of different reasons, but one of the major ones would be like they're all competing for male attention, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, and then, like, where the boys are involved, isn't it? Yeah, and then yeah. sort of friendship groups become measured by there's a hierarchy and it's based on beauty mm. often. Because, like, when you're young, you know, I mean, even when you're older, you know, often we measure our attraction through like physical beauty. And but when you're younger, because you don't know, like, you're insecure and all that, you think that, um, Having a, um, the attraction from the boy is very yeah, important. Yeah, it's very important, you know. And so, yeah, yeah maybe. I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to think, like, if boys go through the same. Like, I'm sure boys go through, you know, the, the different trajectory of friendships from, like, when they're younger to mm-hmm. teenagehood and then young adulthood. Yeah. But, yeah, there is a def- definitely a, um, a very complex um, relationship that shifts with, mm-hmm. with female friendships during the teenage years. Yeah, I just remember that when I was growing up, like hitting puberty and start talking to boys or falling for someone, and then you found out that one of your friend likes the guy as well. Oh, it, totally! It's yeah, so so confusing. It's awful. So it's so awful. Yeah, yeah. And then like if you yeah. like us uh, grew up in the suburbs, you just think, oh, this is the world. You don't know that there's a wider <laughs> world, and so like you all compete for the same boring guy. Um, yeah, I had a friend. Years later, you're like, oh. why the fuck? <laughs> well, yeah, like most things we do before the age of thirty, we're like, why the f? Um, but um, yeah, I I had um, a girl, a friend who was close to me who like dated a guy I had a major crush on, mm. and yeah, you know, like you just it's just part of growing up, I guess. Yeah. You know, I have to admit, some of my best female friendships were with the woman or girls mm. when I was younger. Mm. Who have very different taste of men than right. me. So I think I don't know if that's why we the relationship between me and those female friends, yeah. you know, continued because we just don't like the same person. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so there's no competition there. Yeah. 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 Well, um anyway. What's your cultural consumption this week? Okay, so I'm really excited, Helen, mm. to talk about um, 
the book that I'm obsessed mm-hmm. with, and it's a book by uh, Tilted Access. Now, I want to talk a bit about Tilted Access. It's an amazing uh, publication company that was co-founded by Deborah Smith, who's most famous for being the translator of Han Khan's The Vegetarian. Oh, yes. Yeah, so it's, um, it's a non-profit press publishing mainly work by Asian writers translated into a variety of Englishes. Um, and is this publication I, based in Australia or is no, it overseas? No, I think it's overseas. I okay. actually don't know if they have one headquarter. I'm sure they mm. do, but it's not in Australia. Um, and um, this book is called Violent Phenomena, and it's a book mm. that everyone in the translating world is talking about. It recently came out a few months ago, and it's basically a collection of essays by POC translators. Oh, and they're uh, And their perspectives on what it means and what it, looks like to be a translator of color in the world of translating and helen i honestly like i i in the last couple of weeks uh since obtaining this book i've been texting helen a lot about just the Mm -hmm. mind-blowing things i'm learning in this book um Mm. just about uh how white the translating world is and oh, how yes, translation definitely. is like um, the colonial kind of, it's rooted in whiteness, it's rooted in this mentality of colonial, Absolutely. colonialism yeah. and, and imperialism and this idea that um, we can have access to anything we want. It's kind of like anthropology mm-hmm. historically. Yeah. And, um, and you know, one of my, I mean, ev- all the essays are phenomenal. One of my favorite ones is um, one by Anton Hur, mm-hmm. H-U-R is his surname. Uh, he's a Korean-American translator. Uh, mm-hmm. He grew up in, I think, like so many different countries. I think he now resides in Korea. But um, his essay is called The Mythical White Reader. And that's a very short essay, but it's just about how um, in the past he was like, when he was being edited, pe- like the editors, when his translations were edited, the tra- um, and they were always being edited by white people, he yes. would get feedback um, very common feedback, which went like this. Um, this line is awkward. This doesn't sound right. Um, I think our white readers would find this not right. And then mm-hmm. Anton was like, um, at the end of the day, he thought about it a lot. And he was like, these comments are basically saying, this is awkward for the white reader. And mm-hmm. he's like, who is this mythical white reader? Like, who am I writing for, you know? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, um, he concluded that um, the only person he owes himself, his writing and his work to is himself. So he should only write for himself, for someone who looks like him, you know? Mm-hmm. And I really like that. Like, I really found a lot of power and courage reading not just Anton's work, but all these writers' works. And, like, because recently, like, um, I won't go into detail because it's, like, you know, private private stuff. But <laughs> Off air. <laughs> recently, yeah, recently I've been, like, kind of feeling very um, discouraged by the way in which the general publishing industries in the West ha- are treating POC writers. Yeah, only recently, and I think it's like Yeah, forever. I guess in the last two years, I've been <laughs> uh-huh. discovering that it's like... Mm, getting just, worse, there's a lot, you think? There's, there's like a, it's not getting worse, but like um, it's not getting better, you know. Mm. And um, I feel like write, reading this uh, book of essays, Helen, has really made me like... And, and, see, and hearing these amazingly intellectual people like... Um, crystallize and articulate the source of the problem and in a mm-hmm. way that like makes me feel seen and makes mm. me feel like oh I'm not being like I'm not being crazy I'm not like I, I'm not seeing something that's not there like sometimes mm-hmm. when you're the minority in a white majority country and you think that you're being somehow pushed to the side and then people are like no you're not you feel like am i am i the only one going crazy yeah you, you know? feel like gaslighting Gasly- yeah you're yeah. like you're you kind of feel like um you're like kind of like um po- was a poor walker um in pleasantville uh, not poor walker in pleasantville um, you just Toby start question, question yeah. everything you're like what the hell's going wrong uh, yeah. all around me and i'm just like the only one who's seeing these things mm. um but um, reading this book has made me think, no, there are other people out there who are, like, absolutely seeing and feeling what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. And, like, it gives me hope. Like, it gives me hope. Mm. That I feel like I've found a place to rest my sorrows, yeah. you know, in this yeah. in uh, the community of other POC writers that mm-hmm. also yeah. feel like so much needs to change. And it's just, yeah, I mean, I feel very, like, 
hopeful and like at the end of the day that's what you need to keep going to keep yeah, doing your work as a as a writer you need hope the solidarity you know? yeah. yeah exactly yeah i feel the same as well i think um a lot of things publishing and writing industries in the west you know apart from colonization it's a lot to do with white dominance as well i think and like what you said like oftentimes i feel like a lot of books that are a lot of works that are not in english that's been translated into english there's still a myth around that who gets to be the one with the better language abilities to translate oh, oh my you know? god exactly and yeah. oftentimes they translate translator are creators as well i think everyone has to think about that translators are the creators who will eventually translate something they they have the power to determine this piece of work to be close enough to the original or close to enough to what the translator feel like how the reader's going to perceive so um i think there's a lot of i'm hoping to see a lot more poc or people like us who yeah. actually experience through both cultures yeah. to understand to do the translation work rather than just purely translated for the sake of fitting into the taste of white readers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which is called and domestic domestication. Yeah. Like yeah. in, in the translation th- studies, they have this thing called domestication and foreignization. Mm-hmm. And they say often people like white translators, they either just like change something that's other into something that's relatable to white people right domestication yes. or mm-hmm. conversely go the other way foreignization which is like making something very exotic and mm-hmm. like othering them mm. like there's an example in the book of a uh, an arabic uh, uh, an arab woman a, fe- a female arab translator who translated a book from arabic to english and the um, publisher insisted that the cover of the book be an image of a desert even though the book had no- nothing, nothing to, to do, do with the desert, desert. or like oh no God, settings so were in pathetic. the desert, but it's just like nah, we like it's only like as it's if like and it's also like yeah. if I was a white person, I would feel like very condescended to, you know, if mm. if, if there's like someone out there yeah. just thought I the only way I can buy an Arabic book, uh, set in an Arab society was through like was, the picture, was interested the in the picture, yeah, of like seeing mediating <laughs> like that whole. A mon like monumental society and history only through the m- image of a desert like that's really patronizing right yeah definitely yeah and helen i also was uh, honored enough to join in um workshops run by mm. english pen last yep. week to celebrate world international international translators day which was yep. on the 30th of september mm-hmm. and these workshops were happening overseas um and then i just zoomed in and there was this guy, um, one of the uh, workshops involved this guy who translated from Turkish to English. Okay. And um, he was saying how there's hierarchies in um, language. Like, oh, you know, yeah. Like, obviously, yeah, English absolutely. is at the top, right? Yeah. yeah. And, um, and he was like saying there's like this sort of absolute f- reverence given to European languages over any mm. other languages. So, for instance... Mm-hmm. Um, um, let me ask you before I give you this um, statement that he gave us. Um, mm-hmm. How many, like, which which has more speakers, do you think, in the world? Uh, Italian speakers or Turkish speakers? Which one do you think has more people? I have a sense that's Turkish. Yeah, you're right. It's Turkish. However. Yeah, population-wise. Yeah, exactly. It? But yeah. however, last year he said there were 144 texts translated from italian to english guess mm. how many there were translated from turkish to english 50 11 oh my god yeah and so like yeah it's like there is definitely like this, a hierarchy it's very yeah. socially constructed because everyone you you perceive um things from what you consume so that's why we grew up you know assuming that oh um, French is such a romantic um, yes. ro- a language and Russian yes. is so brutal. You know, it's always, there's yeah. always a label that's put on the language. Yeah. Yeah. White people have done that. Yes. Well, like colonialists. Colonialists, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I really hate that. I really hate that stereotype. Yeah. 
like French I, is so I don't beautiful, like it. Yeah. Russian is so brutal, like ugh. Yeah. Yeah, and then I, I also <laughs> always found um, and I'm not gonna apologize for this, but you know Vicky Christina Barcelona, that film? Oh um, yes, yeah. I, I so haven't watched that it, right? film, but I haven't seen that film. But I, I oh, heard really? about it because um, Rebecca Hall, who was the director of Passing, I love movie, Rebecca Hall. She's yeah, in the it. movie, the movie that I mentioned last week. Yeah, yeah she's seen that. She's what? She's Vicky or she's Christina, isn't it? Or I think she's, she's played one of Christina. The yeah, and I think Vicky is Scarlett Johansson. Uh, I, yeah. I think I don't remember. I've seen it a couple of times, but uh-huh. um, I didn't know Rebecca Hall directed. That's awesome. No, no, Rebecca Hall directed Passing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah so I think Woody, um, Vicky Christina Barcelona is a Woody Allen film. Yes. Um, yeah, and um, there's a scene in it where um, basically Scarlett Johansson's character becomes like the third person, the third wheel in the rela- relationship between Javier Bardem and pa- Penelope Cruz. Mm-hmm. And there's this scene where they're all um, on a dining table talking. And then Christina and Scarlett Johansson saying, "Oh, I'd like the sound of Chinese, <laughs> like that's really nice." And then, um, and then Penelope Cruz says something like, um, "Have you been inside a Chinese restaurant?" Like insinuating that Chinese is an ugly language. Mm. I found that so. It's very racist. Linguist. Seriously, that was so gross. Like I found it gross when I saw it when I was in my early twenties. I still found it gross. I still find it gross today. It's just yeah. gross. Yeah. And also the character who's saying that, uh, Scarlett Johansson saying that, I would love the sound of, you know. Yeah, um, Chinese. Chinese yeah. language. is also almost like fetishization. Yeah, yeah. Of, you I know, the so. language. Yeah. The yeah. sound. Yeah. yeah. Like you yeah. don't know the language. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much nuance surrounding language in the hierarchy. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's it really is, interesting. It? It, it is, yeah. yeah. Um, I remember... Yeah, I know, Helen, you studied Japanese in high school. Mm-hmm. I studied German in high school. And the reason I studied German in high school was because I, um, I loved the sound of it. It sounded very, like, um, intellectual. <laughs> and I think that's I just because we perceive Because we perceive – this is also something that's socially constructed as well because we perceive yeah. that German is very engineering forefront. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, very yeah. smart people <laughs> came from <laughs> Germany. Einstein. <laughs> Schopenhauer, um, uh, uh, Nietzsche. <laughs> Who else? We can go on forever. Anything. I don't Ni- know anyone. Uh, philosophers. Any other philosopher? Yeah, depressing philosophers. Freud. Wait, Freud. I don't actually know. If Freud came from Germany. Probably not. He's Austrian, right? I don't know. Cancel that. P- pretend I didn't say. That. <laughs> okay. Um, should we move on to the yeah. next? So, um, Helen, what about you? What have you been reading? Um, I have been reading a book on Australian writers. Is it like a, I think it's called a New Australian. I don't even have the book with me. It's a yellow yeah, I cover. Think I, I think yeah, I passed you it gave on to it Helen. to me. Yeah, it's a cover of a indigenous man with a yeah, zinc on with, his nose, with with a flower and a sari, and um, yeah, that's. I don't think they'll go into too much detail of that because I haven't finished yet. I might be. I might talk about it next week. It's okay. Really yeah, great yeah. It's an anthology. Sorcery. Yeah, essays like, and stories yeah, of PSC. immigrants and yeah. First Nation people. Yeah, yeah. yeah very. It's well got written. a great and it's edited by Winnie Dunn, who's honestly like amazing, the yeah. most a beautiful human, and just into in, in, like not only beautiful outside but also inside. She's just mm. so. She's just. Yeah. Brilliant. I, 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 yeah. I just think she's the most yeah, I, I'm very proud that she's in Australia doing really important mm-hmm. work. Yeah. Um what I wanna really talk about is Woman in Taipei, which is oh, a yes. Chinese drama that is on based streaming on streaming in Disney, Disney Plus. Plus yeah. yeah. And it's based on um Tokyo, Tokyo Girl, Girls. Which yeah. Helen and I talked about last year. Or yeah. the year before we watched it. Thanks yeah, to Helen. And it changed. Brave my life. About it. Oh, <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> It's so sad. I loved it. I freaking loved it because, like, yeah. I was just like, oh, okay, not everyone's life turns out to be rosy. I don't, mm. I, it's okay if yeah. I also fail in life, you know? You're really going, goes into like the details and the insights of being the, um, the girl from countryside moved to Tokyo, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it just, um, I think it was the first show which had an f- Asian female lead. Which showed a woman who was like internally very hungry mm-hmm. for things, 
like sort of ambitious but didn't know how to fulfill her sort of general malaise you know and i just i really related to that i really really related to like 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 and you see this in the first episode mm. in women in taipei where she's like moved from mm. tainan to taipei and she's like um have i settled or am i too easily pleased or am i like she gets what she wants she gets like a lovely boyfriend and then she's like restless immediately and i like i i just so see myself in that um when i was younger i just like nothing was ever good enough you know Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So, Woman in Taipei is based on well, actually an adaptation from of Tokyo Girls. Apparently, there is different versions, like Woman in Beijing and Woman in Shanghai as well. So, I had to look that up. I heard from my friends. Oh my gosh, Helen! We should do a Women Woman in Sydney. <laughs> Everyone, and then the whole thing would be like. <laughs> <laughs> woman in Sydney, Asian, Asian woman yeah, in Sydney. Yeah, we have to say Asian yeah. woman in Sydney. Otherwise, yeah, Asian people woman will, in Sydney, yeah. uh, you know, assume it's a assume white woman. It's yeah. A white yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Woman in Taipei stars um, Gui Lun Mei. She plays the protagonist's, uh, what's her name, Lin Yishan, who grew up in yeah, Tainan, which is a city yeah. in southern part of Taiwan. But it's it attracted a lot of criticism. I think the the first yes, Helen, tell first us about episode. it. So, yeah, Helen's been reading a lot of online um, mm. feedback about and reviews yeah. about the show. I think there's why has it been criticized? There's a misrepresentation of Tainan. That's what everyone's mm. saying, and especially if you look mm. at it, because you wouldn't know when the um, starting uh, starting point was at the the time frame. And if you assume it's currently at twenty twenties, it seems like it's a bit more backwards. Like they the mm. the writers was the writer was assuming that the 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 timeline was very backwards. They were uh, right. behind with everything like fashion, makeup, you know, um, Korea yeah. and everything. And yeah, it's portrayed as like a very backwards yeah, little town yeah. with nothing uh-huh. going for it. Yeah. Do you do you know? Have you I've been, been to Thailand? Thailand? And certainly, I don't. Oh, I, don't I feel haven't. like it's like that anymore. It, it's a very. Oh, okay. It's a very progressive city, and what is the equivalent of it in Australia? I'll say still within like within Sydney, not within Sydney CBD, but at least maybe West Sydney, or maybe Parramatta, like not Penrith? Penrith, yeah, Parramatta, Parramatta, yeah, Parramatta? the distant, yeah, yeah it feels yeah, like distant. Pretty, so yeah. you're talking about someone who's from Parramatta, and then you compare it with people who's working in or living in Sydney CBD. Were there? Yeah, I don't think there's yeah. that much difference. And the way that the right. writer depicted this character. Like at the beginning, you see that the way that she put her makeup on—it's just ridiculous. I don't. It feels like it's in the eighties that the disparity between rural and urban right. was still very wide. Yeah. So um, there's a scene in the in the first episode where our lead character she goes for an interview at a, a like fashion brand, and then the boss uh, and then the interviewer, the woman who's interviewing her, she's like saying, "I can already tell you're not from Taipei based yeah. on your makeup." And I was like, I, when I watched that scene, Helen, I was like, what's wrong with her makeup? And then apparently it was like too mm. much. Yeah, it was too much. And she was telling her that you have and to look I, up yeah. on YouTube. But if it's YouTube's yeah. already appearing, that means it's quite recent. Then why would... I, I don't yeah, see yeah. any girls with... Yeah. <laughs> well, so I thought there was nothing wrong with her makeup. It's not like she was like... Like, you know, it wasn't bad makeup. Yeah. You know, it wasn't even heavy makeup. Like there's a lot I of didn't... like nuance or very detailed things that Taipei people would recognize, I guess. Right, Yeah. It made me, watching the show made me very incredibly, incredibly nostalgic (laughs) for Taipei. Honestly, I was like, I need to get myself back there. Yeah, just the sceneries, isn't it? Uh, And also, I I feel like um, it seems, like when they first made the, uh, when first first they announced the, the drama that was streaming, I was curious as in how are they going to create a character um, who is from a very countryside uh, town yeah. to go to Taipei, such a you know cosmopolitan, um, metropolitan city. But then again, I feel like is that actually a material for for Chinese to make? Because I don't feel like there's such 
there's I don't feel there's a huge disparity from a lot right. of towns、okay. and villages in Taiwan. To if you say that maybe up in the mountains, perhaps you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, interesting, interesting, very interesting. Yeah, because even Zhanghua is pretty. Yeah,、busy. like the little town that we yeah, came from. Yeah, and with, but Taipei, but Helen, I, I, I kind of, I'm not disagreeing with you, but like Taipei, it really is,、mm. like pretty crazy. It's even more different. I mean, like Sydney is, you know, Sydney is pretty like busy, but when I when I see like the landscape, because like the show, there's a lot of aerial shots、mm-hmm. of Taipei, and the buildings and all that. And even when I saw that, I was just like, Sydney has nothing going for it compared to Taipei. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> we're we're also Taipei. Like, like remember, guys, for listeners who don't know, Tai、uh, Taiwan is like this. Ju-、uh, Taiwan is smaller than half size Tasmania, of Tasmania. Guys, keep yeah. that. Yeah, half of Tasmania. Yeah, keep yeah. that into. Yeah, keep that in your mind while I tell you that it has a population of twenty, almost twenty four、mm-hmm. million, which is、Similar. like just like half a、Similar、million less than Australia.、Yeah. Like, think about that size. You know, so it's very compact. A lot of most people live in、uh, high rise apartments.、Mm. Like when you see the landscape and the、um, and the. Geographical out like the urban landscape of Taipei and all those big cities, I guess, like it's all stacked、mm-hmm. up. It's very just like it's all very compact and everyone's living really close to each other.、Um, it just it's a different feeling. It's definitely a different feeling to the ex- sort of flatness of Australia and s- and the the space, space. yeah, the space, so, spatial. Yeah. It's spatially different to any other city in like Australia.、Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But one, I think, what really annoyed me、yeah. the most was that、um, I've seen a lot of feedbacks that is similar to what I'm going about to say is that it paints a really ignorant, naive, naive picture of a thousand, right, thousand woman, girl, yeah, yeah or woman, yeah, and it's like. It, like you know, if people who are actually from the south, they will say that no, we're not right, like that. Right, we're not backward. Yeah, we're not. We we don't look that stupid. We don't look that.、Silly、I didn't think she looked that stupid.、Yeah. I think she's just a little bit naive to towards a lot of. Was、things. it just because like she didn't know that her auntie was the other woman? <laughs> I don't know what what's about that. Why do they have to insert that side story into it? I、know? thought it was sad. I, I guess、uh, um so. Basically, in the first couple of episodes, she, she when she moves to Taipei, she lives with her auntie and her cousin, aunties. Shy, yeah, yeah <laughs> the me basically. Um, and then um, she notices that the uncle is rarely around at nighttime, and then she eventually、mm. discovers that her auntie is the other woman, and the aunt uncle actually has another family, like his real、mm. quote unquote proper family, and then she's like shocked. You know, oh, you're not the perfect family. I thought maybe they inserted that just to show her that she's like what you said, naive. You know, but you know, if it was me, I would be shocked. It's not. I don't think it's naive. It's just like, oh, that was totally unexpected.、Mm. Yeah, maybe at that age, I think. Yeah, most likely, I think it's the youth. Yeah, that you're just not. You haven't. You haven't experienced that sort of things. And yeah,、um, let's talk about the male cast. <laughs> all of them are cute. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but whereas me, I'm saying that they all look the same. Oh, really? <laughs> At least the first three look、oh, the same to me. Oh, I thought they're all really different. <laughs> I'm so so like face blind. Yeah. So the first one is the the really great genuine guy she should have stayed with is the first boyfriend. He's a owner of a noodle shop. Noodle shop. And he's、yeah. kind. He's so freaking kind. He's like the hardworking, very hard, typical hardworking Taiwanese、yeah, yeah. man. He's just like、yeah. got a cute face. He's got a cute face and a bowl haircut. He's very beautiful and like genuinely such a beautiful spirit, and then she kind of leaves him because she's、um, because he's kind of like he runs into financial problems and、mm. and、um, he kind of was like,、um, do you want to be the wife of a noodle shop owner? And then、yeah. apparently like, that's not her. That's、yeah. not what she wants. Yeah,、um, and so she moves on to this player. I guess, and he's very attractive. He's like very incredibly attractive. He's really tall. He's got dimples. Um, and then he like dumps her through text. He's like、yeah. awful. He's absolutely awful. He only appears very briefly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she moves on to the rebound, who's also super hot. Um, and like shocks her after like their first accidental kiss with like a bouquet of flowers at 
at her work. So it's just like uh-huh. overwhelmingly like you don't like you shouldn't do that to yeah. a girl who's just broken up with her boyfriend and yeah needs. But some she space. just she just kind of just fall into it. She's just like yeah, she's like she's she says like, to her best didn't friend. Make, she didn't make any decision about it. Yeah, she's she just like, oh okay, then I'll yeah. just go with it. Something yeah, like that. she's like I'm not really feeling it with this guy. Yeah. And then her best friend, who I really like. I really like her best friend. She's like, <laughs> if you don't like it, you know, there's um, move on to the next one kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But they eventually kind of drifted apart and then he moved overseas. Was he Was he the one? That, oh, yeah. He went yeah, to Amsterdam. That was really yeah. sad. Yeah. Yeah. For work. Yeah. Yeah. And then so it's the, as Helen mentioned, it drops every week, one episode it's, a week. And I, the, the fourth episode dropped this week. I haven't uh-huh. seen it yet. Who would you expect who she will be with the next one? I don't know because I kind of have forgotten what happened in Tokyo Girl. okay. But I think she goes through a string of men. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. I won't won't spoil it for you. Okay, yeah. Because the next man is actually the one that I like. Oh, really? Oh, awesome. (laughs) Okay. I can't wait to see him. Um, Yeah, Yeah. uh, it kind of gives you a really interesting insight into dating as a modern woman in Taipei. I remember when I was in Taipei, Dope, um, a, f- a few years ago, I was ta- I was like, I hung out with a couple of women in like yes. this amazing to- Taipei collective that was run by this woman who like grew up in tai- Taiwan and then moved to um, America and then went back. Um, a lot of them were like that actually. Um, so they had very like transitory lives, like even more than us, like you and I, we basically left um, when we were young and stayed here, you know. Yeah. Whereas those people, they went to college in America, then they went back to Taiwan for five years, and then we went back, and then like mm. it's very, very back and forth. And they were telling me about dating in Taiwan, and it's, I think it's just, I think it's the same as anywhere else in a big city. It's yeah, friggin' hard. It is so hard. Like they yeah. tell me, they get fetishized. You know, they have mm-hmm. like they go on dates with white guys, like a lot of expats who live in mm-hmm. Taip- yeah. Taipei, you know, like fetishized white women, uh, sorry, fetishized Asian. Asian girls. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah it's the, when it comes to dating, I, I think there is no easy city. And to you be. try to find someone who is, ha- who has the same, you know, values, values, or yeah. ethics with you in Taiwan. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's hard, but I think. Well, I'm not just gonna go, go go right out and say it will be hard because I cannot, I cannot see my myself. Like even twenty years ago, um, yeah, I don't think, I just don't think any Asian man would take me. What, what do you mean? Why? <laughs> I, I just don't like a lot of traditional and conservative. Um, yeah, Asian values. Kind of values, yeah. yeah I don't and, think I'll be able to follow that. And are you them. saying most Asian men follow that? Like, I, I don't think I'll be able to, like, um, be... What's in the, not so much as submissive, but I, I don't think I'll bow my head Yeah, yeah. for, like, elderlies, or I, I, I don't think I can keep up and, like, call in the relatives all the time. I'm a very distant person, you know, and I'm... I don't know if it's culture related, but it's just uh, it's just a lot of bits and pieces things that you had to follow as a Asian. Yeah, you person. know, I've been thinking yeah. about this because um, and you had to be like respectful for elderly. I'm like, yeah, oh, that's so because tiring. Like, because I I have been thinking a lot about how it's like often I think about how hard it is to be an Asian in a white dominant society. So I think, okay, I should go back to my birth country and just live there because, like, I'll be with my people. Mm. But the thing is, like, my birth country has a lot of issues as well. Like, I and yeah. I don't fit into, I don't fit into the framework of a um, sort of tra- obedient traditional. I'm female. not, yeah, and, I, and I'm also not saying that you have to be that way in Asia, but mm. it feels like in Asia, um, feminism is not as advanced outspoken. as it is. Yeah, as it is in the West, you know? Yeah. And like, um, I feel like my gender, like, as in my identity as a woman and its rights, carry, at the moment at least, carry more weight than my race. And so, like, I think Mm. I'm more, I'm willing to put up with whatever discrimination I have to in (laughs) Australia. Australia. Just because, like, um, (laughs) At least women are treated a bit more equally in Australia than in mm. Taiwan, maybe. Like, and it and it can seem like I'm dissing Taiwan as being less equal, but yeah, it, I have to say, in Australia, like um, equality between the sexes 
is is um I, i'm pretty sure i can say this confidently equality in australia between the sexes is much more advanced than it is in taiwan would you agree mm. would you agree i will agree in some uh, yeah, i think so yeah at some point i think and also going back to saying that you know finding an asian <sighs> I don't know. It's, it it makes me it makes me sound like I'm so dissing Taiwan or Asian men. Yeah, it does. It yeah, I don't like, want to do that. Um, we're not yeah, doing but that. I don't want to do that. But the thing is that from what I've heard from a lot of stories that you know, my friends or the people that I know who married Asian men, it's just really like it's it's really tired. It's really tiring for them. Like I don't even call like for myself. I don't even call my parents. How am I supposed to be expected to, to call go? your in-laws? Yeah, I know. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's I, right. I, yeah. Or look after my in-laws. That's the thing, yeah. you know. So uh. yeah, so like I feel like this is a sort of like uh, eternal battle that I, me, and you will probably have. Just like picking your battles and feeling like mm. you know you've you chose it. Like I, I absolutely choose to live in Australia. Yeah, you know, I'm yeah. glad. I'm very lucky and privileged to live in Australia. Even though you know, every week Helen and I dis dis it's <laughs> dis it's sort of um homogenous homogeneity. Well, I had to pick well, out the yeah, issues. But still, yeah, like um, at least here in Australia, I feel like I can do what I want, which is like read books and you know be mm. and and do work that's important and um, feel like I'm contributing. Um, in a way that feels true to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be yourself. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you want to talk about on this episode? Or no, I think um, I think we've covered a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I also want to, um, say that I went to my first baby shower. Oh yeah. Do you want to? Let's take a quick break, oh, and okay. then when we come back. Jess can tell us about her first experience of <laughs> baby shower. <laughs> We'll be right back. Okay, so um, I guess as a, a end of episode little teaser, uh, I should have said this in the beginning, but I <laughs> went to my first baby shower, and it was a lot of fun. It's not your own baby shower. Not mine, yeah. <laughs> Um, and baby games. Have you ever been to a baby shower? I have. I only been to one. That which is years ago. Um, and what did you guys do? I cannot remember. There was a lot of food. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I honestly cannot remember because that's like over ten and years. And Helen's ago. blocked it out. That's why. Yeah, I probably blocked it out because y- you know that I don't. I don't like. <laughs> Yeah. Coming to this sort of event. Well, yeah, it's not, um, I'd say it's not quote unquote what, um, it's not feminist, I guess, yeah. is what like the I layman mean, would say. So you went to a baby shower. I thought that it is now called like a gender review party. Oh, or really? No, no, like no. no they, Some people yeah, doesn't yeah. like that. Right, yeah, no, that, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I had a lot of fun and uh, like, any excuse for a party or a get together with food, right? Mm. But I, the mo, the reason why I had fun was the games. I really liked the okay. games, yeah, and so, so we played like baby trivia. We had uh-huh. three games: baby trivia. Um, where what um, kind of questions did I ask? Oh, so like um, questions. There were twelve questions, and it was uh-huh. multiple choice. Okay. And it was like, um, when do babies get their first tears? At oh. birth, one month, two months, six months. It was the answer was two months. Uh huh. Um, how many ba- bo- how many bones are babies born with? I think like less or more. It was like three hundred and five, I think. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then um, another question was, um, what is the first sense that a baby develops? Oh, I don't even know. I don't know. Smell. It's touch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, touch. yeah, yeah. And um, another question: What are babies not born with? Um, the top part of the stingy skull is oh, okay, that yeah, yeah, I, good one. You're yeah. probably right, but the, that yeah. was not part of the uh, <laughs> um, available answers. The answer was um, kneecaps. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. I didn't know that. So I learned a lot about babies, which was fun. Oh, yeah, and also, um, how many babies are born? Um, ba- every, every how many seconds is a baby born in the world? Four, Five. seven, or six, Five. or oh, it's uh, four, seven, six, or ten. Four, I think. 
It's four, yeah. Yeah. Can you believe that? Yeah. That's rapid, insane. The rapid speed of humor just pumping out babies yeah. in oh the world. God, that is insane. Four <laughs> seconds. Anyway, um, yeah, so that was fun. So and just then, talking about that. Just talking about that, there's already like, what, three, four babies born? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Our whole podcast produced um, more than a thousand babies <laughs> around the world. Okay, um, and uh, another game I really, really liked was like um, match the baby names of celebrity couples, <laughs> which was, I love that so much. I love celebrity gossip. So like John Krasinski and Emily Blunt was like Hazel and Violet. And then like... Uh, uh, some um, useless information that well, you that's what people always say like um and um beyonce and whatever her whoever her father of her children is uh-huh. um what what was their son's name or daughter no idea. Blue Ivy. yeah um i, I love those things because i i just think you know like because i think a lot about heavy stuff like racism and like yeah. how do we make our lives better for POC people in white countries um, I really appreciate yeah I appreciate yeah. celebrity gossip man seriously page <laughs> six just Jared just give it to me any day I freaking love celebrity <laughs> gossip like Hilary Swank is having twins at the age of 48 Blake Lively is having her eighth child oh really eighth, I'm kidding like I think it's fourth uh, <laughs> Might as well be eight. Um, yeah, like, I like a celebrity. Um, Adam Levine cheating on you know her pregnant girlfriend or wife, mm. you know predictable shit. But also, yeah, I mean you can never trust a guy with tats. Oh, Come on, girls, we all know that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's I love celebrity gossip. Do you, do you love it hell as much as I do? I think I used to like to you know read it like those things that you just see at the. Hair salon, the oh, gossip yeah. magazine that just love flies them. around. Yeah, yeah something I to love kill your time. Culture. Oh, um, Emma Chamberlain has a um AD video that dropped a couple of days ago, which like, inc- which inspired a thousand think pieces. I love, I love Emma Chamberlain so much. I hate her and I love her in equal measure. Yes, that love so, and hate relationship oh. that we have with our celebrities, isn't it? Oh, I love it, yeah. It's something interesting that just keep you entertained or to talk about it, you know, trashy stuff yeah. at the dinner table. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So okay. that's uh, the end of my spew for the week, Helen. <laughs> okay, that's the end of our episode. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Google and Apple. And give us a five-star rating. If you'd like to support us, what we do here at Asian Bitches Down Under, head to Buy Me Coffee page and make a donation for us to continue the intersectionality in the podcast industry. So that's it from us this week, and we'll chat to you next time. Bye.